This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, everybody. It's Cheryl from Unleashed, and today we have a very special guest, Debbie Kendrick from the Animal Behavior College in California, and uh, I want to welcome you here, and we have lots to talk about. First off, Debbie, why don't you give us a little background um, about yourself and your relationship to the college, and then we could could, um, talk about what we want to talk about. Alrighty. Well, thank you very much for inviting me, Cheryl. It is a pleasure to speak with you and be on the show. My name is Debbie Kendrick. Uh, Like Cheryl said, I have uh, been with Animal Behavior College for over 30 years now. Um, I started my career with dogs back in uh, the late 1980s, training dogs. Really, it was more of my sport before it actually became my way of life. So it's just kind of evolved. I'm I'm lucky enough to do something every day that I absolutely love. And with dogs, you know, it definitely is an act of love. It is. And we want to talk about something that happened in November of this year. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm very, very sorry for, you know, your grandchildren having to go through this. And uh, why don't you lead us up to what has transpired since and explain it to us? All right. Well, the day of the shooting... I was up, I was getting ready to go to work, and my cell phone rang. It was my daughter, Candace, and she was absolutely hysterical. She was telling me that there was a shooting at Saugus High School where my granddaughters go, and I could barely understand her, um, but when I finally understood, I I, I was in shock. We found out later from the kids, Trinity and Tia, they were actually just about to walk onto the school grounds at the entrance of the school when they heard gunshots. And almost immediately, the students began running out of the entrance toward my grandkids, screaming, run, 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 there's a shooter. You know, I can't even imagine what went through their minds. Both my grandkids turned around and began running for their lives. Um, they got to the car. My oldest granddaughter drives, and so, you know, they, uh, they got to her car. They immediately called their mother, who was on the phone with me, so I was listening to all of this, and they said, we're driving home now, Mom, we're driving home now. I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break up right now. So, But they said, um, you know, in the few minutes that it took my grandkids to get home safely, it was like an eternity to both my daughter and myself. We're sitting there holding hands in the living room, staring out the window, waiting for the car to drive up. You know, it's, it's just amazing what you said. You were shocked. It's just yes. amazing that after all 45, you know, school shootings, that we mm-hmm. still are shocked because... I'm crying now, and when these things happen, I'm terrorized, and I'm not in that state. I think it terrorizes everybody. It's not just the students. But I have to say, that school, and I did some research on it, they just had a drill, I think, a week or two before. So they Mm -hmm. were, you know, in the mindset. And it's pretty sad that we send our kids to school, and they have to be prepared for a wacko who wants to go out and shoot because of whatever's going on in their life, which we won't know. I know, and Santa Clarita Valley was recently named the ninth safest city in California and the 49th safest city in the United States, and it happened here. 
It can happen anywhere. Same thing with Parkland. Upscale yep, community. The kids aren't safe. You know, it's just, it's crazy. It's, you know, something has to be done, but it's not being done. So we have to improvise. But these things terrorize the people who aren't there also. So it doesn't make anybody feel better to say we're with you. Of course we're with you. But, Mm -hmm. and even your grandchildren who left were terrorized. They don't even have to be there for it. And they could be terrorized because it's, it's a terrorizing thing. That randomly somebody could have a gun, whether legally or illegally or whatever, you know, the whole thing is, it's a killing machine. And it's just, I just don't get it. And of course, anybody in power who would be making the decision, they have security for their family. They're not like you and I who walk amongst, we go to the mall, we go to the movies, we go to a shopping center. It's anywhere. A soft target is a soft target. And that's what we all are. We're just targets. So, you know, it's a horrible thing. But after that, I think the school opened up on the 2nd of December. Correct. And you pulled out all the stops. And yes, I did. I tried. I, I um, was a dog trainer for over 40 years. I've experienced firsthand how the calming effects of a therapy dog has on people, you know, especially people who've been traumatized. The kids and, and people, they just respond so well to a therapy dog because dogs don't ask prying questions and they don't judge your reactions and they, they don't judge your feelings. They just want to be there to comfort you. Right. You know, because of that, I reached out to this fabulous organization called Pet Partners, and they were absolutely 100% on board with me from the moment I called. And between them and Animal Behavior College, we put together a whole team of therapy dogs to be at the gate as the children came through. So I watched their faces, you know, turn from apprehension to joy like you know oh they couldn't wait to get to see the dogs it was a a great it was just wonderful to see see and I stayed there the whole day and I watched them come and go lunchtime you know breaks and in between classes and and they would just you know they couldn't wait to get out of their class to go and see the dogs again well that's a good thing because it takes their mind off of everything Yes. And now they're all different types of dogs. I mean, it's oh, not just yeah. shepherds or golden retrievers. It could be any kind of dog. I mean. Yes. Therapy dogs come in all shapes and right. sizes. I just want everybody to understand that because. Oh, yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. love is love and affection and, and, you know, support should be like that. Now, are the dogs still there or do they have some of them no, still the do- there? Well, they come periodically now. We are being asked back occasionally. I, I've gone back a couple of times, but we also do want to not, I mean, while we absolutely want the kids to have, you know, go back to, if you want to call it normalcy, I don't know how anybody could ever be normal again, but especially after this short of a period of time, but we do want some semblance of normalcy, if you will, at the school. That's what's been told to us from the, you know, the professionals that are helping the, the, helping the kiddos, the mental health experts that are on campus. Right. And so they don't, you know, they do want to go back to normal. They do love the distraction. So we are still, we are still going there, but not, you know, it, not the way we did it the first week. You know, they had it, um, Parkland had the dogs and then they had, 
they had a yearbook page for them, and I think they had 14 <laughs> or 15. They were all in the yearbook. They had their own page. And they, that's why I asked, were they different? Because all of these dogs were different, just like people. But it was just so great. They took photographs of uh, headshots of each dog. So I'm sure you they will be asked back because it's a good thing for the kids. It really is. It is, it is a distraction. Really is. There is no new normal. And what's new normal? Having a research officer at your school that has a gun? Really? I didn't go to right. school like that. Did you? No, absolutely not. It's it's just it's bizarre to me. Like I said, I was in shock. It's just bizarre. I, d I don't even know any other word to describe it. Right. And it's shock. It's still shock, even though you could see it every night on the news. But it is absolutely shock because nobody could believe that it could ever happen to them. That's what they all say. And it's true. I can't believe it. You can't believe it. I could walk out of here and who knows. But exactly. And how are your grandchildren doing now? What you said one what what a senior? I mean she drives so she must be I yeah, know, she's seven. a senior, right? And the other one's a freshman, and they're they're doing surprisingly well. Um, and I do uh, I do give credit um, in part due to the uh, Saugus High School staff and the commitment that they have to the kids. They still have mental health experts on campus at all times, and the teachers are so sensitive to what the children have been through. I mean, they're just super super supportive. My youngest granddaughter was the, uh, knew both of the children that lost their lives. Oh, they were beautiful um, children, too. Beautiful kids, the boy and the girl. I know. I know. And she knew both of them. They actually hung out in the same crowd because they're all in the same grade. And so it, it especially hit her very hard. And her mother and I and the kids have gone to a few vigils that they've had at the park. They, we have a local park here called Central Park. And it was, it was pretty amazing. The, um, the parents of the kids um, that lost their lives actually spoke at this. And over 10,000 people came. People were actually parking their cars at the mall and Ubering to the park. Just shows you how people want this to stop. Yes, yes. It's very, I mean, it hurt this community. It's really, really hurt this community. And so they banded together. Everybody here has banded together. It's been an unbelievable support, unbelievable support. But unfortunately, it, what can we do about it? That's Nothing. the problem. It's, it's great to have all the support. It's great to go to the park. It's great to hear. It's great to be, to help with the dogs. It's great to do all of that. But I want to make it stop, Cheryl. I'm with you. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's why we have elections. But it's even it's even more than that. It's just it's just it's the, it's just the mentality of the gun, whether he got it legally or I mean, we know how he got it. He got it from. Right. I think some parents going to have to take it on the chin for some of us because uh, they're really not responsible gun owners when you leave something that's available. And right. and you don't see the signs. I mean, right. there must have been signs. I just can't believe somebody woke up one day and said, I want to be an idiot and kill people and then kill myself on my birthday. You know, really? But I have to say that in my reading about this school, they did have drills previous and even kids were trying to help, you know, the injured. So they were in, actually involved. This was, I think, not that it'll be... You know, the people that are going to be affected are going to be affected. We know what happened with uh, Columbine. I mean, mm -hmm. they're not right. 
I mean, th- these kids do get affected. Your grandchildren, I hope, will be, you know, scathed from this because they got out right away. They had love surrounding them. And maybe because of the way your community came together. When Columbine happened, that was a shockeroonie. I mean, nobody yes. could believe what went on. You know, right. it, it's just. But I want to ask you, as far as what is it? Pet Partners is the organization that helped you? Correct. Correct. So they get dogs at shelters, right? Actually, they are an organization that tests therapy dogs, and then you become part of the organization. So they are not actually training dogs or okay. getting dogs or adopting dogs. They're an organization, like I said, that tests, and then they, they form a group, and they actually have a, a service, for lack of a better word. Like kind of like that guy unit. that goes out and looks for the kids when they get missing. Yes. They have like a crisis unit as part of Pet Partners. So when I called, they transferred me over to the crisis unit, and they just were on it. They were on it. And I even kept trying to pay. I'm like, you know, I have no problem giving a donation. I know this is like short notice. And they said, absolutely not. You know, we do not benefit from crisis. We'll not accept a dime. Every one of the pet partner teams uh, were all volunteer. You know, some people drove two, three hours to come. To, yeah, I got a hookup. I got a hookup with them and have them on. I'd love to hear about their story too. I'm oh, like yeah. really big. My big focus is, of course, I love all animals. Right, you know, dogs. I think every home should have at least two dogs. I mean, you have two cars. I agree. You have two phones or more if you could, if you can. I mean, if you live in a little apartment, I could understand it. But we need to get rid of these animals out of these shelters. It's they just adopted a dog. Yesterday, he was in the shelter for 500 days. Oh, my gosh. 500 days. And the look of the guy who adopted him, priceless. But there's just so many. And, you know, there are full-bred dogs in there. It's just, I mean. Sure, sure. You know, I think we're realizing now with, with all animals, with cows, with the goats, with the sheep, that, and donkeys, that animals, because these animals are actually friendly to each other on farms. I mean, right. I get a lot of videos, you know, the donkey and the cat and the horse and the dog and, <laughs> yes. and the deer comes to visit their dog. Animals just want to spread, you know, they, they, it, they're all about kindness. And what do we do? We throw them in a shelter or we hunt them down. I mean. Yes, I know. I, I know. Mean, Talk about wackos. Yeah, we mm-hmm. imprison them. Yeah, and then we yes. put them then we put them in a zoo and people collect money to look at them. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well I'll I, know. You, I I I wanna take a break and then I wanna talk some more about maybe what we can do to change the tide because you know, I'm only one, but I could only do what I could do and you're only one and you could do what you could do. So we'll be right back after our sponsor. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. When we put him on the Dynavite, he took right to it. All of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Something that he actually likes to eat. You need to put him on Dynavite. Dynavite for life. If you love your dog, you don't just want him healthy, you want him to be happy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, I'm back, and we're talking to Debbie Kendrick from the Animal Behavior College out in uh, California, and she was uh, telling us about an event that happened to her family personally in uh, the high school where her two granddaughters uh, go to school. There was a shooting. Thankfully, it was in mass mass, but any kind of a shooting that's not on a range and it's not in war is something that, oh, we're so shocked. So now we want to talk about maybe some of the different things we could do to help animals. And uh, what do you think? Well, I think that animals, uh, I think we need more therapy animals. They help not only, you know, with tragic events such as this, but, you know, they help uh, children with autism, children with disabilities. And so I, I'm a, well, obviously, I work for Animal Behavior College. I'm the vice president here. Obviously, I'm a huge animal advocate, but it's a untapped resource. It's getting much more known now right. how absolutely, you know, useful they are and how good they are for us as human beings. They can really teach us a lot. Kind of like that saying, you know, I wish I was the person my dog thinks I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because they're or, so or how good. about the more I get to know about people, I love my dog more. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's what, that's exactly correct. Exactly correct. So I definitely feel that uh, we're just, we've just the tip of the iceberg. Well, I think uh, with the, uh, I, with the v- I think the VA and, you know, I had uh, Sharon Callahan on. She's also, I got through uh, the uh, ABC and uh, the VA does not recognize service dogs. They are not, uh, you know, military intelligence and all of that. But it really does help the returning soldiers. And let's face it, the soldiers that are coming back today, other than in previous wars, you know, like Vietnam, because mm-hmm. those, those soldiers didn't come back with them. They are coming back with tragic wounds, you know, and they, they do need help. And, you know, anybody who's been to war comes back with the visions, the nightmares. It, if they could get away from it and they could have... I've had friends that they were fine and dandy. 25 years later, they committed suicide. Wow. So yeah. they hold it in. You know, they want to be brave or whatever, but dogs really do help. And for a lot of the servicemen who have the tragic wounds, an arm was take, you know, lost or right. a leg or two legs, they need these dogs to do things for them. So... Right. Uh, and they don't need to be looked at and pitied. And a dog doesn't. They don't. A dog doesn't do that. They just they, they just love. love you unconditionally. They don't look at you any differently as if you have if you have one arm or two arms. That's they right. don't. That's not. That's the beauty of them. And that's why, you know, the servicemen and women need that, you know, because it is a hard transformation to come from being a soldier to being a civilian and trying to fit into a new. Mm-hmm. On the record, because I've watched some documentaries about some of the soldiers high up there that were overlooked for positions because he got a service dog that helped him, and they don't want to recognize that. I don't know why. They're so backwards about so, so many things. but And just people who go through a traumatic experience like what your granddaughters almost went through or went through. Right. Because right. it's, it's, they know somebody who died at their young age. 
That's traumatic. They heard gunfire. That's traumatic. That is, you know, so we really need to get on board with even horses. Horses have always been good for children to ride them. Autistic dogs are fabulous with autistic kids. They understand them and they push and they push and they push until they're accepted. And it opens up a whole new world for an autistic child, especially a child that is nonverbal. Correct. So I think what your school does about training, you know, people and from the gals that I've interviewed, including yourself, they've um, they've had other lives. They've had other professions. And this is all passion for them to train, absolutely to, to train these dogs. And, you know, even uh, I had a stellar on she's into big, you know, large animals, farm animals, ranch. That's my passion. I think we need more vets that go to the farms and the zoos. You mm-hmm. know? I mean, we don't need any, no offense to anybody out there who's a veterinarian in one town. And yet- Many. Right. And there's some that specialize in birds. And then we got cats and we got snakes and we got dogs. But the ones, you know, like for the large animals, the horses, the cows, the zoo animals, I think that might even be a separate little, a separate thing in itself. But, you know, that's really where- I think we we need help because those animals are becoming pets. People are having donkeys for pets and sheep. I mean, talk about goats. They're doing goat yoga. Well, you know, <laughs> they have pets now. I mean, I get videos sent to me. I got pictures of cows going in houses, deer going in houses. Yes, I know. There's donkeys that do the therapy work. Donkeys that go into the schools, miniature horses that go into the schools as a, as a therapy animal. Donkeys are fabulous. Donkeys are very mm-hmm. smart. They're very sure-footed and they're very, very smart. So yes, I can understand are. that. That's what we need to tap into because there's just too much, ah, uh, they're just animals. Well, no, they're our family. And I'd rather spend time with them sometimes. I mean, come on, we've all thought of when I can't wait to get home, watch a movie, order in, and get on the couch with my pet and just chill for the night. I mean, how good is that? That's the best. It doesn't get any better, Cheryl. It doesn't get any better. (laughs) Nope, nope, not at all. I mean, uh, I'm going to get another dog. Right now I have two cats. I have a Maine Coon and I have a Tabby who are getting Mm -hmm. up in age. (laughs) But... uh, and I've had some issues with my eyes, so my Maine Coon kind of is like a support dog. He has to, like, I have to follow him. Like, he knows my routine. He knows when my coffee is ready. You know, I'll say, let me know when the coffee's ready. And son of a gun, he comes in there and he stares at me. Of course, it's the smell. It must be. Right, must but so what? Me. He yeah. gets it. Hello? <laughs> Who would believe this? But, you know, he stops now in the hall. He stops and right. turns around, like, am I following him? Yeah, I am. Don't <laughs> stop. I'll trip. <laughs> right. You know, I always have this vision. When you take off, they have to come up with some new kind of covers for cat cans because I have visions of slipping on them, slitting my wrist, and bleeding out on my floor. <laughs> you know, they got to come up with that, something I shouldn't different. be laughing, but that was kind of a, that was a funny visual, Cheryl. <laughs> yeah, but that's what it is. I mean, uh, you know, when you trip, you trip. You know, you go in there at night and you don't have that little night on and he decides he wants to sit on that rug in front of your kitchen sink. Hello. Mm -hmm. I know. (laughs) So what, how many animals do you have? 
Well, that's a sad subject for me right now. I had four dogs for the last 12 years. I have um, three dogs that are were 12. I'll explain what I mean by that in a minute. And then a three-year-old lab. I had one dog that my two of my two of my 12-year-olds uh, passed away in the last 60 days. Oh my uh, gosh! Oh, I know. Heartbreaking. I know. But Debbie, I know. But I have one other. I have the pet. Right. Is in the heart right. Of the I animal. have another one. I have another 12-year-old. She's doing great. And then obviously the three-year-old lab is doing great. And so, you know, but I'll be looking to expand because two dogs is not enough for me. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. I'm very sorry for your loss. You know. Thank you. I appreciate it. We all go through it. It's the worst day. They give us the best days of their lives and one really crappy day. It's a hard I one. I know. You know, we've all gone it very hard, but... You know, the best place to bury a pet is in the heart of the owner. And, you know, when you do get and and the dogs that we love or the animal, especially you've had them 12 years. You right. know, the best thing you could do is find love with another animal and save them. Oh, of course. My dog would want it no other way. Yep. 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 My dog would want it no other way. They would be appalled at me if I did not save another one. Wow. What kind of dogs were they? Big dogs? You like big dogs? Uh, oh, yeah. All my dogs were big. The The two that passed were mixes. One was a, I think she was maybe Roddy Shepherd mix, not quite sure. And then the other one was a lab mix. I thought so. I saw a picture of you with a big poodle. No, I don't have a poodle, although I love poodles. No, I, have I a thought shepherd. I saw, oh, maybe that's what it was. It's this. a big shepherd. I have a big fluffy shepherd. She's a long-haired shepherd, actually. Okay, maybe um, that's a picture I saw. Mm-hmm. I did see a picture of you, but I had oh. I had um, a, a, a big poodle, a standard. They I are, love them. They are brilliant. Yes. You know. They um, are brilliant, without a doubt. And for themselves, yippee, yep. <laughs> you know, you don't want to get a dog who's smarter than you. <laughs> I know that could be problematic. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they can manipulate you. Oh, I yeah, need a leave. cookie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need a cookie. I need a cookie. <laughs> oh, I'm glad we made each other oh. laugh on such a serious, sad note. And, I know, and I, I really wish for your grandchildren that eventually this fades. You know, especially the 18 year old. She'll be going away to college. She'll have other images in her head, so maybe that could help. And, you know, we just have to be vigilant, and, uh, you know, I don't know what else we could do except live our lives. You don't want to give any power to anybody else. but uh, That's exactly correct. I think it's wonderful with the dogs. And uh, what is the name? Pet Partners? Pet Partners, yes. Yeah, I'd like to hook up with them and talk to them. That's that's really interesting, especially that they come together. Yeah. Like the dogs that when a kid goes missing, they the scent, they're already they're already there, so they're not being trained. They're already... And it's good yeah, for them, a, too. Right. This is an organization, right? That's an organization that, that uh, tests. The dogs have to pass certain tests to even become a member of Pet Partners. Well, it's it's good that they're there because I remember during nine eleven they used to fake out the dogs because there wasn't anybody to find alive. So they would try to get dogs to find somebody because they feel bad when they don't find anybody. They Correct. understand. So they would have people be found so the dog would feel good that he did something good because there was nobody to find. You know. There was nobody alive to find. You are correct. Yeah, so, so it is very, it, it, yeah, the dog takes on an awful lot of stress that people don't realize. 
even therapy dogs, they only are allowed to work two hours at a time before they're given a break because when they're working, they're going from, in this case, they were going from child to child and they're literally absorbing all the stress and anxiety themselves because it just it has to go somewhere and that's what they do. How'd the kids uh, do with them? They uh, oh, well, It was beautiful. It was beautiful. That's a big they school, were on the isn't floor. it? Yeah, it's a very big school. I think there's about 2,300 students. Oh, so it's a very big school, yes. Wow. Um, so yeah, the the kids did great. They were mo- a lot of the kids actually got on the ground with the dogs, you know, because you ha- you had your little dachshunds there and your little <laughs> poodles and a hot dog, and, huh? Yeah, you got your little hot dogs there, and then you and then you have like um, you know your big German shepherds there and and your big pit bulls there. Yeah, you, you had every every kind of dog there that you could possibly imagine, I and every mixture. Oh, that's great. That's mm-hmm. really that's a party. <laughs> That was fun. It was, I enjoyed it immensely. Every time I go, I love it. Now, the school is going to be on break for a couple of weeks, right? Yes, they are. So when they come back, do you think they would bring the dogs back? Because now it's a break, and now they come back. You know, that's a really good suggestion, Cheryl. Thank you. I'm writing that down right now as a suggestion, and I'm going to reach out to pet partners and see what they think. Okay. Give them my number. Tell them to call I me. will. Yeah, no, I, I, want, I want to talk to them because that's a great organization. And I like to understand because I didn't know that they came together already fully formed, but that's the way it has to be. We need that. Well, it's, yes, because it's instant. You yeah. know, they, I mean, you know, like it we happens. need surgeons. It's not, it's not a planned event. Yeah. You know, a shooting is not a planned event. Right. And so when I called, you know, literally I called and emailed 45 minutes. Somebody called me back. 45 minutes. Called me back, and we were in play. Wonderful. I think that's a wonderful thing that they, that mm-hmm. really is a wonderful thing. And I think there it's, I know it really helped in Parkland. And like I said, you know, they took pictures. They had a yearbook page. It was, it was something for the kids, and they really needed that because. Well, what uh, was really cool here, too, is each one of the, each one of the therapy dogs had a business card with their name on it. Oh, my God. I they love were. it. And so, and they were hand, and the the owners of the therapy dogs were handing out the business cards of the dogs to all the students. And so, what the students were doing was adorable. It was like collecting baseball cards. Yeah. Okay. They were running around and collecting all of the dogs' business cards. That was adorable. Adorable. That, and that was key. That yep. was adorable. Yeah. Because each dog came with something else—a lick, maybe a you know a, a nuzzle. A sniff. A paw. I love the ones they put, you know, the child will sit down and they put their paw on the on the kid's knee. So cute. Bless. God bless us all. Yes. Well, I'll tell you, it was wonderful having you. I'd like to have you come back. Good oh, news I'd love only. To, You'll tell us all about your new guys that you're getting now. The, the two I will. dogs. <laughs> and uh, I wish for you and your family prayers, peace, comfort. And I want to tell everybody to live life unleashed. I want to thank Mark, my producer, and we'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.